Christmas for the rest of us. <laughs> and at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. <laughs> this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and that, of course, was the character of Frank Costanza from the popular series Seinfeld telling about the idea of Festivus, an alternative holiday celebration, a very spare celebration with a spare Festivus pole instead of a Christmas tree with demonstrations of feats of strength around the dinner table and the ever-popular airing of grievances, which Frank is talking about right there. And he famously says right after that, and I got to tell you, I got a lot of problems with you people. And that's where we start the show today with our celebration of Festivus here on Detroit Today. That holiday technically happens on Saturday, uh, and it begins with the airing of grievances. We have got a lot of problems with 2017 around here, and we are going to talk about them for the next hour. But of course, we want to hear from you. Tell us what Things happened in 2017 that just made the year lousy or harder or just difficult to even understand. Think of all the crazy stuff that has happened in the last 12 months. I'm sure you can come up with things that made you particularly ornery about 2017. If I, if I were to get my own list going, I'm sure I'd be here for two hours today. Uh, so, so we want to hear from you, the listeners, about the things that you didn't like about 2017, the, the, the things that you'll be very glad go away with 2018. 313-577-1019 is always the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there. Or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. And we will work you into the conversation here. I've got three people here with me to kick off this year's airing of the grievances. Uh, Candace Fortman is the WDET marketing director. Joins us sometimes for humorous segments here on the show. Mm -hmm. Candace, welcome to the studio. Welcome. Uh, also here is Matt Marsden. He's the co-founder of Rev6 Data Systems, a former state Senate GOP spokesperson. And Matt, welcome back to Detroit Today. Thanks, Stephen, for having me. And also here is Laura Weber Davis. She is the senior producer here on Detroit Today. And she is going to kick us off yes. this year yes, with I am. a very specific grievance is what I understand. Yes. I, I thought that it was only appropriate that uh, my grievance be kept within our Costanza family here at Detroit Today. <laughs> Because uh, I have a major grievance with producing this program, Stephen. So there was a, something that happened this year that we have to air out in the public square. Okay. I'm going to set it up, okay? We booked former president of Mexico, Vicente Fox. <laughs> we did. That was a good get it for our show. It was a huge get for us. He made waves this year because he released this kind of inflammatory video about not building a wall and that Donald Trump was full of it, and he was big in the news. He was going to come here to Wayne State and give a speech. It was a big deal. We got him on the phone. <laughs> this was also while we were fundraising, so everybody was exhausted and kind of at the end of their rope. I had been here since 5.30 in the morning. We had a little bit of trouble connecting with Vicente Fox in Mexico, but then we finally got him on the phone. And when we had him on the phone, there was this kind of intermittent beeping that would occur. Every 15 seconds. Yes, beep. I remember this. There was a it was a it was a steady beep, and it was a boop. it was a uh, the the intervals were were consistent, right? like just like that, <laughs> yeah. right? And I thought to myself, 
I bet because this is an international connection, that's probably incoming calls because he's going to have lots of phone calls coming in. And the, the beeping would stop for a minute and then it would come back. So I thought this is somebody who's trying to get a hold of him and he's not answering it, obviously. Um, so I but, you know, you and I are joking all along. Every day on the program, we are typing messages to each other. Yes. And sometimes they are funny and sometimes they're asides. And because we were just all sort of fried from being here from fundraising and the beeping was just funny and kind of distracting, but we just needed to move beyond it. I said to you in our chat window that beeping you here is because Vicente Fox is joining us from the International Space Station. <laughs> He's in space. And you didn't respond. And this is what occurred on the program. My guest is Vicente Fox. He is the former president of Mexico. We are talking about the proposed wall between the United States and Mexico that President Donald Trump is very much in favor of. Vicente Fox has, of course, said that he doesn't favor that wall, doesn't think it will work, doesn't think it will improve relations between our country and theirs. Uh, President Fox is going to be in Detroit next week to give a speech at Wayne State University. He is the featured speaker at Wayne State's Focus 10th anniversary event on Monday, September 18th. He is talking to us today, we should say, from the International Space Station. That's what you may hear in the background, the beeping from the station. Uh, if you want to have a, a question from uh, or ask a question of Vicente Fox, uh, give us a call. 313. <laughs> and what I love about the end of that is you, you can hear the hesitation in your voice. And it's because I started screaming you started at you in screaming, all caps. Yes. Steven, he is not in the International Space Station. He's going to be in Detroit next week. This fast. is there is a, there are many lessons to be drawn from this yeah. uh, from this episode one. No one should be typing silly things into that thing into that chat window because our lives will be I different if we follow not know. that rule. But the other is uh, that we uh, you know after this we went and and tried to sort of I mean we've been laughing about this since it happened yes but we also tried to figure out you know. Why I believed? Why did I believe? <laughs> Why did I think this was real? First and of all, one Mexico of the reasons, doesn't have a space program. <laughs> Mexico does not even They've have a space program. They've never sent anybody up to yeah, space. So I should have. I should have at least known that. Uh, uh, I also should have known that he was going to be here in Detroit. Like the next day or yeah, something. Right. So, like, how could he have been in space? Can you get back from space to Detroit? Yeah, maybe in uh, twenty-four hours. I didn't even think about. It. I did. You know, it was a wonderful. Uh, uh, we 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 really needed to um, we really needed to to, to sort of uh, acknowledge that I think uh, this year. I will say uh, this: you've always had a good sense of humor about it. I was <laughs> genuinely afraid after that happened that you would be really upset with me, but I could have been. I think Laura Weber Davis. I, you could have been, and you would have been allowed because I told you something that was not. Well, that's true. the thing. I mean, it's 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 totally an anchorman moment. It right? was a very where, much an where, anchorman moment. You know, you, you read whatever's in the prompter and you well, don't and, think about and it. And sometimes say, I have to do that on this show. I'll just say the funny parts about the rest of that conversation you had with him. You you and I were back and forth. You were like, I think I have to go back and correct this. And I said, do not acknowledge it. <laughs> we're going to edit it out of the re-air because we're not going to yeah. talk about this anymore. It's also interesting that Vicente Fox didn't say, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not on the space station. He didn't I've deny it. I've never been to space. It's quite possible sure that he wasn't. Actually, Candace, you're right. We cannot be sure that he wasn't there. <laughs> yes. I don't know how long it takes to get the back to space. The world may never know. All so, right. So that I was, think that's that was a, my grievance. That's a perfectly 
reasonable grievance. I've there. aired okay, it, and yeah. now I feel better. <laughs> Thank you, Frank Costanza, for providing on, this right? holiday. <laughs> That's right. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones if you want to join us for our Festivus airing of the grievances. Uh, the idea is to talk about things that made the year unnecessarily difficult, but that we can sort of laugh about now. Uh, things that uh, we can draw some humor out of. 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we'll work you into the conversation. All right, Matt Marsden, you're up next. What is on your list? Grievances, huh? I'm sure we all have <laughs> quite a few, right? Um, I was going to say, I've known you a long I, time. I I, we don't have like three hours here, No, Matt. no, not at all. I, no, you, you want three right off the top of my head, huh? Uh, I would say uh, for this year, this the incessant breaking news alert is 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 yes. is driving me uh <laughs> everything uh, everything is, is treated news. like a declaration of war <laughs> uh everything has to you know breaking news everywhere i would say the next one is natural disasters if, if we can not have another fire yes. uh, another flood another hurricane yeah. i could do it about all the meteorology stuff, right? you know the, the, the weather stuff in 2017 was a lot and i would say twitter tweets trolls all things Twitter related mm -hmm. and its inter interaction <laughs> in our breaking news world, if you yeah. will. So off the top of my head, those would be my The three. relationship between social media and real media news yeah. is is part of what's driving breaking news all the time, right? That's Everything right. is uh, is an emergency. So so the, the thing though is what what would make 2018 any different uh, for any of the things that you're talking about? These are all things we can't control, right? <laughs> I, I, exactly. I think that my, my greatest hope is maybe the weather is probably the, 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 the hopefully the one thing that we can count on because I don't I don't see the breaking news alerts ending anytime soon. That's not going to go away right? as long as we or have a certain individual disaster. resident uh, of the White House <laughs> tweeting. I don't think we're going to get rid of the Twitter trolls and all the other social media elements of breaking news. He has oh, sort no. of invited more of that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> all right, that's a pretty good list. All right, Candace Fortman, marketing director here at uh, WDP. All right. What's on your list? All right. So back in the social media world, Facebook articles that people post that I know they didn't read. Amen. I mean, I mean like, it is obvious you didn't read it. You are commenting as if you as if you didn't read it. But mm -hmm. also you're like, you know. Speaking with some sort of authority, exactly, right? Yeah, exactly. I know what this is. Yeah, like let me give you the rundown <laughs> on this entire article that I didn't read, but I, I did read, read the headline. <laughs> it is, it has driven me crazy. It's also driven me into several Facebook breaks this year. More than I've taken in any other year. It has become a real problem in my world. My second is Cass Avenue in Midtown. The bike lanes oh, on Cass Avenue. You don't like the bike lanes. They kind of okay, shocked me a little bit this morning. let me be careful because I know bike people <laughs> oh, in Detroit man. have Now we're going to get all likes. kinds of angry calls. And, <laughs> and have them call me personally. <laughs> so the problem is, is that they put these bike lanes in. And so now you've got the bike lanes and you've got the parking in the middle of the street. And then you've got one lane of traffic and buses and cars and, that train. and snow. <laughs> and it's too much. And some like I can see someone's car door just being pushed off. Off of its hinges one day because it is too <laughs> narrow. I hate it. And it and I don't understand why it happened. And I need someone to explain it to me. I am no city planner, but good lord. <laughs> Seriously, people. The you don't like the bike lanes. It's I mean, not see, Steven, you're trying to get me in trouble. It's not that I don't like the bike lanes. They're frustrating I, her. They are they on Cass <laughs> Avenue, they don't make sense. It, the street is too narrow for bike lanes. I guess. I don't know. It is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen people on Facebook post photos 
of wrecks on Cass Avenue this yeah. year that they say are caused by the narrowness yes. of the street yeah. that, that is a function of those bike lanes. I might so create an entire Facebook You are not the only person. I might create a you, you Facebook do page so. <laughs> in dedication to those pictures. And right. then my final... But then just don't read, don't read anything and, and, <laughs> and, and talk about it. That's what exactly, you have to do Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then my final one is a personal grievance. It is the people who text me and at dinner parties insist on talking to me about what happens on this show and telling me everything they hate, oh like, no. or indifferent oh, to. Oh, no. It is as if, like, they're like, I know that you're here to have a good time, but I only want to talk about your job. <laughs> that is not, not <laughs> fun. I'm right? like, hey, it's my Saturday night, too, and they yeah, don't care. No. So, Stephen, actually, that means that you're a part of my grievance. <laughs> right? It's that's my <laughs> you're getting it good today, Stephen. <laughs> the stupid stuff we do on uh, on the stove on yes. the show is that annoys people yes. and it bleeds into your Saturday night. Yes, it does. Well imagine, Candace, what my off time I looks don't know like. why you even go outside <laughs> your apartment. Right. I should never leave, right? <laughs> you should never leave. <laughs> that's right. Okay, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson and as always, thanks for tuning in today. We are marking our celebration of Festivus, the made-up holiday by Frank Costanza on the show Seinfeld. Uh, Festivus begins with the airing of grievances, and that's what we're doing here today on Detroit Today. We're talking about the things that happened in 2017 that just made the year harder, but that we can kind of laugh about now. We want to hear from you, of course. Uh, can you tell us about the things that happened in 2017 that you thought were uh, unnecessarily hard Maybe you waited an hour in line for the queue line, or maybe your brother sabotaged Thanksgiving with annoying political talk, or were you in excited to vote for Kid Rock for U.S. Senator and then disappointed when he said, oh, that was a joke, I'm not really going to do that. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDT Facebook page, put your comments there. Or go to Twitter and hashtag uh, Detroit Today. We will work you into the conversation. Let's go to Kenneth in Highland Park. Kenneth, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, Stephen. Hey, how are uh, you? So I, I'm good. I have two grievances. Uh-huh. First one is that bike lane on Cass is terrible. And I absolutely agree. That <laughs> Listen to Candace getting support right off the bat. Right. They're calling got to a support. Base. <laughs> I got a base. Okay, Kenneth, what is your objection to the to the bike lanes? Is it the same? It's, it's very narrow. And I'm a Wayne St. student, so I'm there most of the time during the week. And I don't know. I just don't see any bikers on it. I don't see anybody using it. And it just makes the street very narrow and that's, difficult to park on. That's and, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So maybe other people disagree with me. I'm not a biker. I'm a commuter. So maybe that's why I think this way. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it definitely is very narrow. And my second grievance, my actual one, is the uh, the unsuccessfully proposed uh, tuition tax on graduate uh, tuition oh, waivers. yeah. No. Uh, as an undergrad who... I guess I've practically worked for the past couple of years to try to get into graduate school uh, <laughs> right. as an undergrad, and to hear about that, I was like, well, what am I going to do next? <laughs> right? No, and, yeah. and you can laugh about it now because that fell out right. of the final tax package. One of the actual sort of bright spots is that they didn't do that. I guess that's sort of... I don't know what you would call that. It's not a it's not a positive development, but it's the lack of a negative development. So uh, they get credit for that in some ways. Kenneth, thanks very much uh, for for the call and the and the comments. Uh, Dave Asimani on Facebook says, "Boy, 
Do I agree with her about the bike lanes? Man, three strikes. Candace racking it up I believe already. it's time for me to launch some sort of <laughs> I think you might need a proposal, a campaign, a ballot proposal to end the bike lanes. Circulate some handbills and get some signatures right. and, and get these bike lanes uh, turned off. All right. Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Ken. Ken in Ferndale. Welcome to Detroit. Hey, I, I, I eagerly uh, anticipate the feats of strength. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> Ken, if you've ever met me or seen me, you'd know that wouldn't be terribly impressive if well, I that, tried That's why I anticipated so much. Um, I like his my, thinking. My, my, grievance, my grievance is this. Uh, the Detroit Tigers and the Detroit Lions have a penchant for starring the season like a house of fire. <laughs> And there is an entire cadre of individuals in the city who are prepared to book their championship parade. Down Cass Avenue? Like within two weeks, right? Two weeks into the season. We're going to the series or we're going to go to the Super Bowl. And, and by and by midseason, we are all doing calculations on napkins, trying to figure out if there's even a mathematical chance they can make the playoff. Uh, you know, that's funny you say that, Ken. I had that conversation in the elevator with someone who works for the Detroit Lions yesterday. I said, "What's the what's the outlook?" And he said, "You know, there's a spreadsheet that you have to look at to try to figure out exactly what their chances are, and that." Uh, I don't know. They're somewhere around fourteen percent, I think, based on uh, based on what is ahead of them. But uh, you know, that's that's part of being a Detroiter. I feel like, right? Uh, part of what makes me part of this community is that I still root for the Lions in particular every year, even though deep down I know nothing's ever going to come. That, out is, of that is sad. It? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's your feet of, of, of strength. That's my feet of strength. Is <laughs> yes. is hanging in with the with the Lions. You know, I tried to convince my. My son, who was not born here, was born in Baltimore, that he could be a Ravens fan, right? I was like, you don't have to claim this legacy. You can <laughs> stay away from it. And yet he, too, he is absolutely bought into the Lions and believes that one day they're going to go to the Super Bowl. So, Well, they can use the bike lane for yeah. a parade route. How's that? <laughs> That's right. We'll have a parade down Cass <laughs> Avenue. All right, Ken, thanks very much uh, for the calls. Uh, let's go to Casey and Warren. Casey, welcome to Detroit. Today. Hey, happy Festivus, Stephen. Hey, how are you? <laughs> good, good. Uh, yeah, my grievance is, is got to be with the whole hyperbole, exaggeration, downright misinformation that surrounds advocacy, journalism, and especially, <laughs> I just going to say, because it's public broadcasting or public radio, uh, just the, the reporters that, and I'm not counting you because you at least give the public that disagrees a chance to voice their opinions, <laughs> but when they come out with something that's just so off the wall and they don't do a fact-checking on it and they don't do a retraction or you never see a retraction, I'm just going to go with the Charlottesville where I heard a reporter say Donald Trump gave aid and comfort to the white supremacists. Well, Casey, he did. <laughs> let's be honest. Are you referring to fake news? Is, is your grievance fake news? Casey, let's be honest. He did. He said He said there's good people on both sides of this issue. I, I think that's giving aid and comfort to white supremacists. I don't know. But, Casey, I love, I love that you listen to the show. I love that you call in. Uh, that was that was that was a wonderful addition to our little conversation, our celebration here. All right, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back and keep talking about Festivus and celebrating the airing of grievances here on Detroit today. Stay with us and stay with us on the phones. 
Marika in Detroit, Charlie in Detroit, Brett in Ann Arbor, and Kathleen in Indian Village. We will get to you next. We'll be right back on Detroit Today. WDET, bringing you culture and information that empowers our community. Every day on 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station. This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period, both in person and around the globe. Even the New York Times printed a, photog- a photograph showing the, that a, a misrepresentation of the crowd in the original tweet in their paper, which showed the full extent of the support, depth, and crowd and intensity that existed. These attempts to lessen the enthusiasm of the inauguration are shameful and wrong. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, thanks for tuning in. That, of course, was Sean Spicer, the former press secretary for President Donald Trump, defending his boss right after he was inaugurated when the press reported that the crowd at inauguration looked pretty pretty paltry. There were lots of big gaps uh, along the mall in, in Washington, D.C., in front of the Capitol. Sean Spicer came out and said, absolutely, that's an untruth. It was the largest crowd to witness inauguration ever, in person or on television, the around the globe, the in the history of the world. The kind of thing that you never say, I think, as a PR person. But, uh, but uh, I, I, I sort of want to talk about this. Um, uh, Candace Fortman is here, for the WDET marketing director at WDET, and Matt Marsden, who's a co-founder of Rev6 Data Systems, former state Senate GOP spokesperson. We're having Festivus celebration today, where we talk about things that made 2017 harder than they needed to be, but that we can look back and laugh at. Now, Sean Spicer absolutely makes the list, and that quote, I think, is at the top of his list. Matt, uh, you you used to handle PR uh, for, yes. and for Republicans. Uh, <laughs> I think that's why would, it's a former it's a former press secretary, yeah, Sean Spicer. Right, I mean, right? If you want to talk about a way not to start out your job tenure, uh, the first thing you do is walk into that room and blast off that horse dung statement. Uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's amazing that he lasted as long as he did. And I also think it's a testament to the fact of why you're not seeing him anywhere right now. I mean, you can't say stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's no way to start out a job. And it certainly was no way to start out the tone for this administration, in my opinion, right after the inauguration to begin arguing about whether or not the crowd size was huge or not. I've, I've been to inaugurals. I've worked inaugural balls for George W. Bush. You know, it doesn't really make a difference what the crowd is. That's exactly. not the point. It was not the point of the inauguration is, right. is the crowd size. But I think it was an interesting insight into, I mean, I, clearly it sounds like he's reading something that he was being asked to go out and say, in my opinion. It wasn't free form. Uh, but uh, again, it lends itself to the fact uh, that he's probably no longer there anymore. But I don't know that his predecessor is any better, maybe even worse. Uh, going into 2018, <laughs> I hope that uh, we have a little bit more candor. I'm sure you guys working in, in media. And yeah, the, and no, press. it's tough. It's tough to, you know, I mean, one of the things that's really, I think, hard for the public to necessarily grasp is that if you're a reporter and you're sitting in that room and the person at the podium is saying untruth after untruth after untruth, right. it makes it really difficult to... To, to, to cover it, to write about it. Uh, you, you, you have an obligation to correct the record, but you also don't want to look as though you're just out to get them or, or against them. And, and we've just never dealt with people 
at that podium before who do the things that right. we're seeing now. I think that with Sean Spicer, what's so difficult is that, of course, you're looking at the national crisis that is what's happening on your television screen, right, as you're watching him. But you're also so glad it's happening because every Saturday night, um, Saturday Night Live Thank is funny you. again. That's right. You know, so Hilarious, it was like it was that right? real gut check, yeah. right? What do I want yeah. out of my country? Do I want a funny Saturday Night Live or do I want a, a press secretary that tells the truth? I don't know. Yeah. It like yeah. a little bit of both, but I think the press secretary job is pretty critical to your point, Stephen. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they, they have an obligation to, to have a, a, a relationship with the press corps, and, and sometimes that's off-the-record conversations, and sometimes that's on background, but, I mean, you can't stand up there yeah. and, 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 and just make, tell and make stuff up. And it's think scary. That it's not, it is yeah, scary. It's, scary. it's frightening. Yeah. Yes. I think, and I, you know, I think it's a purposeful Purposeful strategy. I don't think that is an accident. Okay, uh, this is Detroit Today. We are having our annual uh, observation celebration of Festivus, the fake holiday from the show Seinfeld, where there are different kinds of activities, uh, feats of strength, airing of grievances, a pole, a we spare a pole, pole here. instead of a Christmas tree. If you want to go to the WDET Facebook page, you can actually look at our Festivus pole. It's sitting right next to me <laughs> in here all in the studio. Right? Yes, it is It is exactly like the one that, uh, that Frank Costanza had on uh, on the show. Uh, if you want to call, give us, a, give us a call and uh, join the conversation. Tell us what grievances you have with 2017, things that made the year unnecessarily different difficult, but that we can kind of look back and laugh at. Now, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. You can also go to that WDET Facebook page and put your comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag us. We'll work you into the conversation. Kathleen in Indian Village, you're up next. Welcome to Detroit Today. Okay, thank you. Yeah. My grief is the uh, Grand Prix on Belle Isle. Mm. <laughs> they start setting up in April. Yes, they do. It does not start in, until June. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the best time of the year, and half of the island looks like a construction site. Yeah, you know, yeah. I used to, uh, Kathleen. I used to go back and forth about uh, about the Grand Prix on on, on Belle Isle. I mean, I remember it uh, when I, from when I was a kid. It was it was there for for a bit uh, as a teenager, and then I remember when it was downtown. Um, but but you're right. It just it takes over the island for too long now, and it takes up too much of the island. They've built all these massive parking lots and, and stuff uh, on the on the. I guess it'd be the the western end of the island. It just it's it's too much. So I'm with you. I think that's a I think that's a grievance, and I don't think there's anything really funny about that. Actually, no, <laughs> I think it's that's not. something they should fix. No, right? and the environmental impact on the island, and if you have like anybody who lives anywhere near Belle Isle, if you are sitting in their backyard, it feels you can feel it, you can hear it. It's it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do something about that about that race. I, I like the idea that we have a race but I think it might be too disruptive. Uh, Kathleen, thanks for the call and the comments. Let's go to Barika in Detroit. Barika, welcome to Detroit today. Good morning, guys. So hey. I, I have to air a grievance, much like Candace. I'm no uh, city planner, but <laughs> we are big parade people for the Thanksgiving parade in my family, cult-like almost, and I can't stand the parade with those barriers in the middle of Woodward. The parade is all oh, pushed over to one medians. side of the street. The kids yeah. can't even you know, get the people to get their beads and, you know, they're yelling across the street trying to get to Santa Claus to tell him what he wants and he's just too far away. I just, I don't like it. They wow. got to find an, another way to do this. Put it on Michigan Avenue or back on Jefferson. 
move it. I don't know, but it just made the parade not as fun to me. Wow, wow. You know, I, I didn't think of I didn't think much about that, but you're right. Those barriers mean mean you have to bring the floats down on one side or the right. other, and I guess people across the street see it differently. You know, they, they can't see the can't see the uh, the parade as clearly because of those barriers. Laura Weber Davis from the the booth says, put it on to Cass. <laughs> Wait, we can have the Thanksgiving Day Parade on Cass with the bike lanes at Candace. I know that the audience cannot see me side-eyeing Laura <laughs> Weber Davis right now, but they can be assured uh, that I am. <laughs> there's a little bit of glare, glaring going on here, right? Uh, all right, the Brika, thanks very much for the call and the, and the comments. I mean, you know, I'm not sure that's something we can do anything about either. Well, the Those. director of transportation for the city is getting an earful this morning. <laughs> that's right. All these things and make people make people angry. Uh, let's go to Colleen in Berkeley. Burke, uh, Colleen, welcome to the Hi, show today. Hi, Stephen. Hello. Um, first of all, I want to tell you that uh, I love your show and I fully support you in your recent troubles. Thank you. However, <laughs> say my grievances with you and others in media who insist on calling a lie an untruth. Mm. A okay. lie. Is a lie. Yeah, and I would appreciate if it were called out as such. So I, 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 I don't disagree with you at all, uh, Colleen, about about that. But, but I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty, uh, I'm a pretty big word guy. Lie and untruth are not different words. Now, I would say that lie and I don't know. Let's think alternative of truth. alternative truth. That's those are really different kinds of things. Uh, Lie and uh, you know obfuscation or something like that are different, but lie and untruth, so far as I know, are are the same thing. I mean, I, I you know I'm somebody who tries not to use the same word all the time, but uh, I don't have a problem saying they lie. Uh, the, the the folks in, in the White House, uh, the press secretary, the other folks, they tell lies. The 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 the, the president, he tells lies. So there we go. There's a grievance that we. Fixed right here. Finally, <laughs> today, today. Call tails, fibs. I don't have a problem with that word. But Colleen, right. and I appreciate, I appreciate the call. Thanks uh, very much. Again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number on the phone. That's three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. You can also go to the WDT Facebook page or go to Twitter and hashtag us. Uh, let's go to Brett in Ann Arbor. Brett, welcome to Detroit today. Hi. Uh, thanks for hey, having Brett. me. Happy Festivus. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my grievance is government internships, specifically mm-hmm. unpaid ones. Uh, I had my first one this year. I'm a graduate student um, at U of M and thought, hey, that'd be a good experience. Uh, my advisor thought it'd be a good experience working with the Michigan state government. And then you realize that actually they make you do things that uh, are really just mission-critical work that they nobody else would want to <laughs> do, um, but they have to get done, like filing oh, no. things. uh but you're a grad student, and they trick you and say, oh, you're going to learn all these things, and then you're just pressing buttons or wow. p- putting things away and not getting paid for it. Um, you have to drive far from Ann Arbor to Lansing, and I just wonder, like, who were they trying to attract? What I had to quit because I was like, I'm not getting paid. I'm wasting money oh, and no. not getting any skills. Um, but I found out that's completely legal only for government uh, internships. Government is exempt uh, from a lot of the Department of Labor restrictions. Yeah. And yeah. So that's my grievance uh, with, I guess, all of its federal and state wow. and local. Wow. So. That, is, that is an interesting, uh, that's an interesting grievance and, and a total legit one, right? I feel like that, uh, 
that's a, that's getting to a serious problem that that we have. And I don't know that it's just government. Uh, I mean, I think the idea of unpaid internships sure. is one of the things that that makes it really difficult for working class kids. Uh, to get the kind of experience that they need, especially when they're in college, right? Absolutely. You got to work the summer. Uh, you can't. You can't not get paid. Um, so, Brett, sorry, sorry that that happened to you, and uh, hope 2018 is better. What were these buttons he was pressing? Yeah, right. Right. Why yeah. are there so many? There's buttons a lot of buttons in Lansing. Lansing. There's a <laughs> lot of buttons. There are Lansing. a lot of buttons. Matt Marsden would know Prefer- about them. Preferably <laughs> ones that have trap doors attached to them. <laughs> in some cases, I'm sure. Yes, right. those buttons. All right, we're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue our Festivus celebration here with the airing of grievances. Stay with us and stay with us on the phones. 313-577-1019 is the number. We'll be right back on Detroit Today. Kid Rock for Senate has got folks in disarray. Well, they did Kid Rock for president of the USA. Because wouldn't it be a sight to see President Kid Rock in Washington, D.C. Standing on the Oval Office like a G. Holding my ready to address the whole country. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Hey, we are having our annual celebration of Festivus, the made-up holiday made famous by Frank Costanza on Seinfeld. That, of course, was Kid Rock, uh, the rap country whatever artist uh, who had sort of said a little earlier this year he might take a run at the Michigan Senate race next year to replace Debbie Stabenow. That was him talking or rapping or singing or whatever you want to call it about the idea of Kid Rock as a U.S. senator or, he says, maybe even as president. Uh, Of course, it turned out Kid Rock was yanking lots of people's chains uh, by that and said later in uh, in the year that he was not actually going to run for Senate. Joining me in the studio to talk about Festivus, hear your aired grievances, and to talk about uh, Kid Rock is Candace Fortman, WDET Marketing Director here at WDET. Ryan Hooper, who's a producer on WDET's Culture Shift, which airs weekdays from noon until 2, right here on 1019. And Matt Marsden, who is the co-founder of Rev6 Data Systems, former state Senate GOP spokesperson. All right, uh, Ryan, you were there yeah. in Detroit when uh, Kid Rock went on this diatribe. Tell me what that was like. <laughs> so, you know, he's got this uh, five or six night stand in in downtown Detroit, opening up the Little Caesars Arena. Controversy around that, just to begin with. And a little bit. A little Might bit. Might have had something to do with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, right? <laughs> Wonder who kicked that off. <laughs> so, um, the one thing that I didn't realize is that every night was the same. So, when you hear that speech that we played, I mean, this was a well- choreographed show that never left the script. It was a literal script that he read off of a pedestal on the stage and people were cheering for him. And my initial thought was like, wow, you know, there's (laughs) probably 12,000 people here and they're all part of this ideology that Kid Rock is bringing to the (laughs) stage. But then I thought a little deeper. And I think when you're at a concert, you just cheer when prompted. So I felt a little comfortable, more comfortable at that point. Um, but to his defense, uh, he does a fantastic cover of Rod Stewart's Maggie May. 
That was one highlight of the show. And he's got a pretty good sense of humor. You were kind of saying earlier, Stephen, is, is, he, is he rap, rocking, country, singing? What's he doing? And he does make fun of himself at yes, a certain point does. in the show of all these changes sure. in his career and kind of following. Yeah. You have to remember that kid, we, we get Kid Rock and the success of Kid Rock because of Vanilla Ice. Yes. Vanilla Ice had success. Really they were looking for another sort of white rapper. Of course, if we look to our northern brothers in Canada, Snow was one of those rappers as well. We, we don't oh, give oh Snow goodness. enough credit, we, by the way. Boy, that is a name I have not heard in a long time. <laughs> Snow, but I kid, forgot you know, about that. So Kid Rock comes out as like this this Vanilla Snow. Ice protege type of thing, and, and that's not really working. So you've got some guitars in there now, and it's kind of this new metal <laughs> rap thing. And he says, well... Let's go get a trailer down in Alabama, and I'll do the country rock thing and get Cheryl Crow on a track. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was a good time. I will tell you, I am a black girl from Detroit, and I own the first two Kid Rock albums. See? And I am sure if I went through my CD collection, I could find them. And that makes me sad now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Laura, it does not. I was gonna say, the people in the booth are just yeah, absolutely yeah. horrified. I mean, this should happen. Being from Clarkston, uh, uh, and Kid Rock's from Clarkston, I'm, I'm a I'm a fan. So. But uh, you know, you guys are killing me here. I have never gotten, I have never gotten the Kid Rock uh, attraction. I mean, in my defense, I was 16 at the time. Yeah, so. yeah. right. Okay. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of one of the Kid Rock I think they get albums. You. But 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 even from a PR perspective, talk about Candace and Matt. Talk about the idea of saying I'm going to run for Senate. And then sort of toying with people for a while, it's, and then I mean, it's sort of a. It's brilliant. I don't think I don't believe he ever had any intention of, of doing it. I think it was a stunt. Oh, right? I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know that that's one hundred percent true. I mean, look if you looked at what's happened with Trump and how he got into office yeah. and the base he played to and the the, the, the disaffected voter. Kid Rock could have been a viable candidate if he really wanted to. Not that he ever would. Why would he want to? He's right. got all the money in the world. He's yeah. got homes in Alabama and in, in Michigan and wherever else. My, he Alabama. would have no fun as a U.S. He senator. wouldn't like it. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is the demographics, if it was a crowded primary, four or five people in a Republican primary and Kid Rock and Bob Ritchie is yeah. on there. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised he wouldn't have emerged from a Republican primary huh. successful. Yeah. That being said... You know, Debbie is a form, formidable general election candidate, yeah, yeah. and and I think I, I've said before I think she is, uh, if not the one of the toughest Democrats to to, to come at in an election. Absolutely. I mean, I would not, yeah, you know, that's not something to toy with. She will. She's got support of farmers, her. and she's yeah. got support of female voters. Yes. I mean, you've, it's hard to find a, a, a Democrat that can kind of cross over into the right. GOP farm sure. uh, voters. But, but the way she does. She, the way she but does. she sits and, on agriculture, and that makes she's a big difference. She's done wonderful things for that for that uh, business sector in, yeah. in the state. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Ryan Hooper, you also have a personal grievance to air here, <laughs> and mean, it is a family is grievance, and that's this is the day for those, right? Yeah. This is the day you talk about your family and the things that they're doing. And they talk about that. Crazy. In, in Festivus, yes. it's like you're supposed to, right. to call out family. I'm not going to go down <laughs> names necessarily. <laughs> but, ratings up. But that, like, I'm <laughs> not naming names, but I'm not but naming my brother. Names, I can say a few things. But you know, you know my last <laughs> name, so I think the evidence <laughs> right. is there. But uh, it, it stems back to Thanksgiving. Um, and we've had a family bake-off for seven years now, which is impressive because it's one of those things we started. You, you never think anything like that is going to stick, but we have legitimately started a new tradition in our family. So we have a theme. Maybe it's pies, cakes, cupcakes, and you have to bake something in that theme, and there's scoring cards. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. there's, there's five categories, texture, creativity, presentation, texture. originality. You have to be kidding me. And overall <laughs> scoring as well as a trophy. 
and uh, we take it very seriously. It gets very heated. How bad? Yeah, and everyone enters. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, the winner. It was a freestyle this year, so Ooh. everybody was able to do whatever they wanted. And I had a cousin who won with uh, Mexican ice cream, which was mm. very good. So yeah. it was kind of spicy and chocolatey and, and delicious. But here's the issue, and it has to deal with the voting base in my family. Wow. We have lots of adults, but we have some little cousins. And some people in my family say those little cousins under the age of 10 deserve a voice. They deserve a vote. <laughs> my grievance is that if you're under 10 years old, your you palate is not sophisticated enough. It's to not judge. sophisticated enough. I'm with you. I'm with you. You, you, are, you are attracted to sprinkles too easily. I mean, you, you can cater to this audience, pander to them in a way that simply isn't fair. And they don't judge fairly. They're clearly going along with their parents. And we had a situation this year where I was under the belief that one of these cousins was not, we were going to let him vote, but not count it. Let it leave his ego intact, <laughs> yes. but not actually count the vote. <laughs> yeah. And his mother assured me, no, no, he's taking it seriously this year. He understands. And she's so biased. <laughs> Did you lose by a vote? I, right. I, I didn't participate out of protest. Okay? You, you withdrew your baking from the contest. <laughs> I did, and I will tell you. It was missed. People yeah, missed right. my baking. See, you, you handed go. it to the Mexican ice cream there. Right. Yeah. So I think, you know, <laughs> once again, I, I don't I don't buy these kids gifts until they remember my name without prompting. Wow. <laughs> and right. I don't think that they should be um, allowed to vote that's in the family right. bake off. No, I think that's right. Jake in the in the booth, one of the producers here on Detroit Today says this is election fraud. And I think <laughs> that's an issue that should be taken very that is yes. very very serious. You did the right yes. thing pulling out <laughs> the <right>. protest. <laughs> Do not participate right. in phony, phony balloting. I think we need to have a smart politics event just around the Hooper <laughs> right. Thanksgiving bake-off right. situation. Should the kids vote or should they have to sit it out? I think that's a real question. A Twitter poll is going up now. <laughs> Don't right. you worry. I think people are going to agree with me. I th I'm on your side, man. Thank I am you. absolutely on your side. Uh, kids don't know anything about food. They'll eat anything that's sweet. That right? is unfair. We have all these kid cooking shows now. These kids are like cooking well, fillet. But that's not your that's not your little niece no. on those shows. These right? aren't these aren't my cousins. Are right. This is a serious competition on Thanksgiving. Right. We can't have ten year olds weighing in on this. That's right. Wow. I'm with Cannot you. Have it. Wow. All right. Three one three five seven seven. 1019 is the number on the phones. It's three one three five seven seven one oh one nine. Uh, you can also go to the WDET Facebook page or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work you into the conversation. We're talking about Festivus and the airing of grievances. Mary in Farmington, you're up next. You there, Mary? Oh, yes, I yeah. am. I am. Yeah. Okay, yes. Go ahead. Uh, well, my biggest gripe is who the president is, but I can't do much about that. <laughs> None so. of us can do anything about that. <laughs> um, the gripe I called in about is pledge time. And I think there should be some secret signal that sustaining members get so that we don't have to listen to it. Oh. Oh, no, Mary. You're with the marketing director, uh, Mary. Oh, Mary. You don't like pledge <laughs> You're so personal. You're going to give her a heart attack over here. I think a lot of people at the station probably yeah. agree, but they also, I think, understand, as they should, that, that this is the way public radio sustains itself and that none of us would be here on public radio if not for the really generous uh, contributions that you guys make, you've got to pay for quality, right? And in this time when we've got all kinds of fake news running around masquerading as the real news, it really matters that uh, 
that you do that. So, uh, so Mary, I'm sorry you hate pledge time and so much. But, Mary, uh, if it makes any difference, I sent everyone who donated this year to Santa to put on the good list because you all are among my favorite human <laughs> beings on earth. See? So if it makes any difference, I did work that one out. So yeah. I hope that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Mary, thanks very much. Thanks very much for the call. Let's go to Robin in Pontiac. Robin, welcome to Detroit today. Hi, good morning. Good show today. Thank you. So the reason I'm calling is uh, the M1 concourse up in Pontiac. Um, the weekend before the Dream Cruise, they shut down uh, They shut down Woodward so they can drag race. And they do this in front of a hospital. So think about that. Oh, my goodness. People, people, yeah, so people who are there sick trying to get heal and get better. And uh, the wealthy folks over at the M1 concourse want to race their cars up and down the street. So they shut down Woodward. Wow. And then it inconveniences everybody else. So... Um, I didn't know the about this. I thought the yeah. whole point of the concourse was for them to drive the cars around the concourse. Drive around the, the, the thing, I mean, right? I think they have yeah. a track in yeah, there, Yeah, but they, they? Want, they want a drag race on Woodward. They're like, oh, oh wow. we want a drag race on Woodward. And, um, yeah, and they've even had a couple crashes because you got these folks out there who don't know what they're doing. You know, and uh, crashing their cars. And so wrecking their cars. Really, I didn't. This this doesn't right. sound like an official event, Robin. I don't know. Maybe it is. But uh, Matt, you you live out that way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, the M1 concourse is kind of a new uh, n- new new addition to the area. Um, I, and I know that it's. Uh, I thought they were supposed to be doing all their their car activity on the on the premises there, um, because I know that it's <laughs> quite a campus and and quite a facility, and I know that it's it's been. A big help to the community there to have that uh, to have that M1 concourse of Pontiac, obviously a city that here uh, in our state that's gone through some real tough times. So yeah. I, I can't uh, say I, I think the M1 concourse is a bad thing because it brought something to the community that is needed, which is investment and dollars and jobs and people coming back into Pontiac because Pontiac was yeah. in real bad shape, having had an office there mm-hmm. for uh, four yes. years. You mm-hmm. know, it was um, really hard fought. But I, I, I would I I completely get drag racing on Woodward in front of a hospital is probably not the, the, the best uh, idea. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a good idea. Right. Wow. Um, all right. All right. We've got a lot of uh, Facebook comments to catch up on here. They're all about a certain subject that came up earlier. Jennifer on Facebook says, angry cyclist here. The Q tracks have made it too difficult to cycle on Woodward, hence the bike lanes on Cass. Uh, Jim on Facebook says, using the word grit when describing Detroit. Enough already. Then JN on Facebook says, Love the bike lanes on Cass, but grievance is people that park in the bike lanes all across the city. And then Jennifer on Facebook says, people who complain about cyclists. Wow. Well, thanks a lot. Who's parking in the bike lane? But you know what I think it is? It's because we have not really done any educational campaigns to tell people about. They just appear. I'm just a country mouse driving through here today, and I'm looking, what is is this over here? What am I I supposed to get over here? I was absolutely one of those people when they first appeared on Michigan, because I had never seen anything like that. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to park against the curb the way I've been doing for 20 years. Yeah, and then you, you know, get a ticket or they'll exactly, tell you, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, I hear you all, but no thanks. She's <laughs> not having it. Uh, well, the bike lanes, boy, who would have thought that that would be the, uh, the theme? It's the, the, the 2017 show, right? giant grievance That's of the right. of the year bike, is bike I lanes. I was, and you know who else? I, well, no, I probably shouldn't call them out. There is another person on air at this station who would agree with me? We talk about it almost about the every lane? Saturday when I see her, if I'm at the station. <laughs> you know who you are. I have no idea who you could be be talking about. Me either. You, you masked that per- perfectly. Thank you. Thank All right, you. let's go to Ben. Ben and Warren, welcome to Detroit hello, today. Hello, hey, hello. Yeah, go ahead, Ben. 
Uh, uh, first, you got to turn your radio down, man. I'm glad to hear, yeah, I was eating okay. some cereal. Okay. First, <laughs> I want to say I've had a good laugh today. I needed to laugh. My wife died two years ago. Oh, so no, man. I'm me. sorry about that. I appreciate that, Stephen. I wasn't expecting to hear you on the air. I've been on the uh, uh, plant rat rock situation. Yeah. Working from uh, Chrysler. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. My my grievance is two points. There should have been some nominations for the movie uh, Suburbicon along with Detroit. Two sides of what was happening during the 60s, especially yeah. 67. That's interesting. Yeah, well, I don't know that we know that there will be awards. Award season has just kind of started, and maybe they will... There will be awards. That's an interesting uh, pairing there, Suburbicon and Detroit. Uh, I have not seen Suburbicon, so I don't, I, I can't really comment on it. But, uh, but I appreciate the, uh, I appreciate the call and the comments there. Uh, Dave twi- on Twitter says, "Put the Detroit Grand Prix on Cass Avenue and bike lanes be damned." <laughs> <laughs> Somebody listened pretty closely there, right? Somebody so just wants about. to watch the world burn, <laughs> I believe. Right. That's right. All right. Last call uh, for our Festivus celebration this year. Charlie in Detroit. Welcome to Detroit today, Charlie. Thank you. It's a Festivus for the rest of us. Yes, it um, is. <laughs> uh, I guess my number one uh, thing that I found frustrating and would like to go away is um, the, the circus in the White House. Um I just think, uh, I know it's unrealistic, I've said it before. You're the second person to call to say that. (laughs) Well, that it's basically fueled by the media. I mean, they just, he's like crack for the media. They just can't (laughs) stop going there. And I think the best thing they could do, although they won't do it, to discernment is to stop going there. And I guess the second thing I would say is, can we somehow get rid of his Twitter feed? My God. (laughs) Someone tried. Lastly, I just want to see, I would hope that some civil political discourse can return to our country because it's just awful you know yeah, i mean people you've known all your lives um become bitter and it gets uncomfortable and let's just chill out move on it's- amen i'm with you brother i love that charlie all right thanks very much for the call uh, all right, that's going to do it for us here on Detroit Today. I want to thank Candace Fortman, WDET Marketing Director, and Matt Marsden, co-founder of Rev6 Data Systems, former state Senate GOP spokesperson for being here for Festivus. Also, Laura Weber-Davis, the senior producer at WDET, and Ryan Hooper, the producer of WDET's Culture Shift, which you can hear right here on weekdays from noon until 2. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, community service of Wayne State University. Be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. We'll see you then.